Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Today is June 23rd. Um, so I'm a little excited about this one today. Today I want to talk about something that is very, very, very important. And I think that it, I've been reading about it a lot. Obviously, it's been coming up in, in a lot of books. But it's just the ability of understanding delayed gratification. And not only delayed gratification, but understanding that anything that comes quick or is easy to obtain or anything of that nature that's fast that you know like for example a lot of young people do this and I kind of still do this myself get extremely impatient with my business and you know anything I've ever done in life like I just want to succeed off the bat and I think that a lot of people think this way whether you're jumping into a new job or you know like a lot of people hit me up and say oh you know what do you do I just want to get rich quick like you know what I mean that's just the wrong way of uh, going about things because nothing good that comes quick is, is how do you say it like nothing good comes easy and a lot of people have a hard time the people that think like that will have the hardest time adjusting and staying anywhere and doing anything great in life and you know obviously everybody wants to be successful fast I mean great but is this sustainable is it something that you could build upon you know and one big piece that people always miss is the consistency and the hard work that it takes like I can't under like I can't uh, stress this point enough because it's very important everything I've ever done in my life whether it's you know my first job was Foot Locker and I'm, I'm gonna run you through what you know my little history of what I've done in my life so first one was Foot Locker and I was there maybe I don't know I started when I was like 17 16 maybe 16 yeah I started when I was 16 I was probably there to like 18 so two two and a half years maybe and my brain is always how can I be the best like what could I do to find a system in here that would help me be top rep or top sales or every anything and everything, right? Like, how could I make more money than the manager without being the manager? And it's not necessarily, a, you know, to an extent, yes, the money did motivate me to do it, but it was just that ability that I'm not pushing myself to the fullest potential that I have. So, you know, I was doing that. I was going hard. Obviously, it takes a while. Like, it took me maybe six, seven months of doing what I did to fully understand, you know, how to sell you know, what are the upsells? What can I add? Can I add socks? Can I add, you know, I had people that I would sell people sneakers and they and sell them a bunch of t-shirts and socks and they'll come back the next day like, yo, what did you tell me to sell me this? Like, why would I pay $15 for one pair of socks back in the days? It was the elite socks, the basketball socks. And the, the more of the story for that one, for that, and, I, and I honestly, I became top rep in the state of New Jersey and competing with uh, other people in the industry. So I was doing really, really well. And I think I almost kind of was making the same as the person I was managing on salary. So that's where I went there. But then I started noticing, and I actually bought my first car cash because of that job. I was saving 200, so I used to get paid $200 every two weeks because I was still in school. So I was like a junior, I mean, sophomore, senior, eh, sophomore, junior in high school. And right after school, I would go to Foot Locker and just do my shifts and focus on trying to be the best I could be. And uh, what I would do is I would get paid $200 every two weeks because obviously I was I was in minimum wage plus commission. Well, I, when I was in, in high school still, I still wasn't like the top rep. I was just trying to like learn the game. But then as soon as I started getting the hang of it the next year, that's when I started really killing it. But at first, I was only making 200 every two weeks. So what I would do is save 175 of it and survive off of like $25 for like the next two weeks. So whether that was just completely saving it, I did that all the way up until I saved $7,000 from a minimum wage job going to school. 
and I bought a Scion TC, my first car. I bought it cash. That was probably the biggest accomplishment I ever had to date. And I love that story because I'm looking back, it's very, very hard to have that discipline to save all that money and like not get distracted. Obviously, I had friends. My friends were going out, spending money. We were all minors, so we weren't in no clubs or nothing. But still, like just having that discipline to know that I have to save that money, not spend it on BS, not go out to eat or, you know, just do dumb shit. So that was my first job. Then after that, um, I was going to high school. I'm sorry, college. And, you know, I had to pay for my tuition out of pocket. I was going to Rutgers Newark for finance. And the tuition was extremely expensive. I mean, they have, I feel like there's no consideration for kids because what kid that's, I would say, self-made or living in like a humble environment could pay those kind of tuitions. Like, I mean, my tuition was probably like six to seven grand per semester. So what I would do is I would try to qualify for loans. I would, I would qualify for loans, get a little bit of grant. And then at the same time, I would um, pay out of pocket. So my college payments were about maybe 1700 to 2000 a month. So I was already, I was telling my dad, I was like, at this point, I'm paying mortgage money for to go to school. So I couldn't stay in Foot Locker anymore because imagine at that point, I think I was making eight, 900 bucks every two weeks because I was like full time, but I'm minimum wage, but I'm commission, complete fucking robbery, highway robbery for pay. <laughs> like they were paying us shit. But so I told myself, I got to get out of here because I can't sustain my education if I'm here. So my next best option was so I, w I wanted to be a server and I'm like, I could get quick cash, save that, you know, pay my tuition, whatever. So I applied to Outback and, you know, because I didn't have any server experience, they put me as a host. And man, these hosts were grown people like in their 40s, 30s, getting paid, I think it was like 50 bucks a day, um, which was like the salary, like two to three bucks an hour. Plus you get a joint tip out of everybody, like the whole floor. Ideally, that sounds awesome, but I was telling everybody, like, you know, how busy does it get? Like, what's the most you've ever made doing this hosting shit? And they're like, oh, maybe like 120 a day. Or, and I'm like, hell no, I got to get out of here. So I hit up my cousin Brian. He was at a lobster at the time, doing pretty good for himself at the time. And I, I managed to get in there. And when I was at a lobster, I had the same exact mentality. How can I learn the menu and learn everything and give the best service so I could be the best server with sales? And I did the same exact thing. I was there for maybe two and a half years and same thing first year sucked or was okay next year I was top rep once I learned the ropes I was patient I was understanding I was saving up a ton of money paying my tuition you know so the, the only the only the main factor that I could point out is the word consistency like how can I be the best at what I do how can I give it my all while I'm here because I'm here anyways like if I go home and kick my feet up at least I could say I gave it my all and it was worth it and I got something done Like, you know what I mean? There's not that, oh, I'm going to take a slow day today. Or, oh, I'm going to, like, that's, all that is bullshit. And I never believed in slowing down. Like, that's the, that's the thing about me. It's like that little light that always keeps going. So when I was in, um, uh, a lobster at the time and I was going to school for finance, I kept getting contacted on LinkedIn because I was building my LinkedIn profile because obviously in Rutgers, they push us to do that, which is pretty awesome. Shout out to Rutgers. And, um. That's when I got contacted by one of the guys from Amway and I got started getting involved in the multi-level marketing. And it's a funny, I could go on about Amway all day. It was definitely an experience. It was, you know, obviously the way that they're teaching, the way that they brought us in and the way that they trained us to hit these pins were 
complete like fucking almost scammy because they don't consider that you're a, you're a child going to high, going to college. And in these meetings, they tell everybody, "Oh, quit school. Nobody in school makes money. Like, you know, who, what what person you know that graduated is a millionaire? Like all this BS that they would, you know, feed our brains in order to get us to quit, which is just fucked up, you know, because." Everybody that was in Amway, the leaders that were giving these speeches, they would never make their kids quit. Their kids were going to school and their kids were getting degrees. But, you know, to us that they're trying to get under them, they wanted us to fucking quit school. Like, I could go on all day about Amway. I could leave that for another uh, audio. But, you know, I started Amway and the same thing. I told myself, I said, okay, well, how can I be the most efficient? How can I be the most, you know, the fastest one? How can I, not the fastest, but how can I be the most effective person and hit these pins that, are required in order to get this financial freedom that they were pitching us because it was all about financial freedom so you know i did the same thing i went in i started aggressive i, I was doing well i was i almost hit that so i hit the pin within i think six months i was at four thousand pv which is right under platinum i was almost by, literally if i would have kept going i would hit platinum knowing myself but i just didn't feel like it was working out for me because i felt like my coaches were dishonest they weren't considerate they were making us buy stuff that we didn't need as soon as it doesn't make sense, like, you know, uh, how do you say this? Like, um, what's that word that's like an honest? As soon as it starts becoming unhonest and, and like, they're making us spend useless money just to hit these one-time pins to get paid for garbage, it just does, it doesn't make sense for me anymore. Like, at that point, it's dishonest, it's selfish, you know, and I just didn't feel like I could connect with people like that because it, it felt like they were using all these kids, targeting college students, making them quit. Like, it was just very... Um, I don't know. I, I can't stand by that. So, you know, same thing. I, I, I couldn't really, like, I wanted to evolve past that. And mind you, at the time, I was still serving while I was doing that, and I was going to school. So I was juggling, like, three types of uh, careers, per se, or, or tasks. So then after that, I, you know, I kept, while I was in, in college, I kept telling myself, like, what could I do to, you know, get to a level that I could make money that I won't need to worry about it every day or get my family out of, you know, comfortability or being in where they are today. And I just kept every single night at, at Google, at Google, anything in finance that, because I love the idea of financing money, like how it runs the world. Like it's my favorite subject topic. And that's what I was going to college for. So I would always Google it. What could I do? What could I do? What could I do that involves finance that doesn't involve corporate America, that doesn't involve fixed salaries, working overtime and getting paid shit? Or what, what could I do that my efforts equivalent to the to the commission that I'm, I deserve because of that you know what I mean like I never any job I ever worked for I never wanted to work for a salary and the reason why I hate salary is because no matter how hard you work you're all in one same bracket and everybody's gonna pay, get paid the same so like if Felix for example wants to be lazy today but Nicole is always 100 100 100 we're gonna get paid the same and I think that's complete bullshit so I've always just strive towards commission-based jobs always always my whole life so that's when I ran into this industry that I'm in now, which is alternative lending, cash advances, lines of credits, term loans, and I completely fell in love with it. And the formula for anything I've ever done is still the same. And, and if anybody could guess what it is, it's how can I be more most effective at doing this? You know, I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to be the best. I want to be the best. And 
I started off at Yellowstone, which is a direct lender, but the only issue there was that, you know, the, the platform or the playing field to succeed was a little bit uneven, right? Like if you didn't start at a certain time or if you weren't part of like their little clique or, you know, if you weren't in their religion, it was very hard to get ahead, especially as a woman. And this industry did not have a lot of women in it that were like completely killing it. So, you know, definitely a lot of barriers to entry in that company. And no matter how hard you worked, I just felt like it wasn't really going to you know, be treated evenly with everybody else. So after that, I switched over to another broker shop. And that's when I, same thing, I just go in there and say, how can I be the most consistent, persistent person? And how can I make the most out of this while I'm here? If I'm here from nine to six, how can I exploit this and do the most I got to do and be the most effective during that time frame? And that's what I figured out. And I was the most consistent person as far as units and consistency in the numbers and consistency and always being top three, top one, top two, top, always, always just consistency. And that's really why, what, um, why I wanted to bring up this audio today, because a lot of people want the money, you know, they want to do what everybody does. Like everybody wants to do MCA, right? Or, or, or alternative lending, but a lot of people don't make it because they lack that one thing and it's consistency, persistency. It's a very, very high rewarding industry that I'm in and that we're in. And it's for a reason, right? It's not easy. Like if anybody could do it, everybody would be doing it. It wouldn't be truck drivers because it's extremely rewarding. But why is it rewarding? Because it takes hard work and anything and every anything you ever do whether you're striving to open up a business or run anything you ever do just be consistent be persistent don't be scared to fall don't be scared to fail the only you can never fail if you don't quit and this is something that grant always says and i'm a firm believer in it if you don't quit how can you fail because you're still at it you're still at it you're still at it you're still trying you're pushing so you know hopefully this inspires and motivates a lot of people i wanted to pour my heart on this one because i'm truly I feel strong about this topic. Thank you for checking in, guys.